Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to another week of Stress to the Nines. It is Monday, and we are entering the 10th chapter of the Gospel of Mark. So glad to have you here. Uh, this chapter is going to be a little bit more challenging for us in modern 21st century America. There's some teachings here that I think we might find uh, somewhat challenging. So let's go ahead and just dive right in, and we will begin with Jesus talking about divorce, right? What a wonderful way to start the week. Jesus left that place and went to the region of Judea and beyond the Jordan. And crowds again gathered around him, as was his custom, he again taught them. Some Pharisees came, and to test him, they asked, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? He answered them, What did Moses command you? They said Moses allowed a man to write a certificate of dismissal and to divorce her. But Jesus said to them, Because of your hardness of heart, he wrote this commandment for you. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Then in the house, the disciples asked him again about this matter. He said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So what are we to make of this teaching about divorce here in modern America where 50% of marriages end up in divorce? Is this to say that all of those people have sinned, that everyone who gets divorced uh, has somehow committed adultery on their previous spouse? I don't think that's what Jesus is intending us to take away here, but I do think he very much wants us to understand what's at stake within marriage. I take this passage to be much more about marriage than about divorce itself. Marriage is something that creates a new family, that creates, in effect, a new unit. As Jesus puts it here, that two people become one flesh through their marriage. This is language that points later to, to the language used similarly later in the New Testament about the body of Christ, about the many becoming one. If we think about marriage as an act of faith, then we think about it as something where through our marriage, we are witnessing to the love that God has for us. That marriage is an opportunity for us then to show God's love to the rest of the world. That works for as long as both parties are committed to that ideal. But what we know and what we understand is that that is often not the case. When Jesus was talking about this, the average lifespan was about 36 years. People were married at the age of 14 or 15. Women especially were exposed and vulnerable if their husbands left them, as was often the case in divorce. Rarely was it a case where the woman was leaving the man. And so there was an economic justification for this teaching as well, and a justice, uh, an issue of justice for Jesus, teaching people that you couldn't simply toss your wife to the side if you didn't like her anymore. Something more had happened, perhaps something even mystical. So as we think about this passage today, and it is directed straight at the concept and idea of marriage, even if we're not married, even if we're single, we think about this as an opportunity, a manifestation for God to give tangible representation to his understanding of fidelity, of oaths, 
of commitment, of love, and of the transformative power of that love. So I think if we view it through that lens as a witness to that transformative power, the passage makes a lot more sense. Jesus was not trying to impose rigorous laws. He was instead trying to uphold the concept of the representation of God's love for us through our love for one another. Let's pray. Holy God, on this day, we are grateful for the love that we experience in our lives from those around us. Love we receive from our family, from our friends, from a significant other, from a spouse. We are grateful for those ways in which that love testifies to your love and the opportunity that that love gives us for selfless expressions, for humility, for compassion and empathy, for tenderness and affection. On this day, help us to love one another well, help us to celebrate those who love us, and help us to always experience love as a gift from your Son, in whose name we pray. Amen. Okay, that concludes our Stress to the Nines for this morning. Uh, Tasha will be back tonight, and I'll see you tomorrow. Until then, peace. Good morning and welcome to this edition of Stress to the Nines from First Presbyterian Church. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Stress to the Nines. You can enjoy Stress to the Nines live on the church's Facebook page at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. six days a week or continue listening on your favorite podcast platform. Until we meet again, peace.